Hello, and welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Christine Daynard, and the goal of this podcast is to encourage you to live your best and most authentic life by digging deeper and finding connection through vulnerability. I believe we have been taught that vulnerability is a weakness, when in fact, it is our superpower. In this space, I will share personal stories and conversations with others so you can be empowered by their strength and inspired to take action in your own life. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. Well, hello and welcome back to the Say It Out Loud podcast with me, Christine D. I am here joined today with a pretty awesome guest. She is currently dancing in the van. This is like a new thing. So for the <laughs> listeners that don't know yet, I uh, when I'm interviewing my guests, Often, if they are further away than about 15 or 20 minutes from me, I am either meeting with them somewhere or going to them and interviewing in the van. So Erica says to me, before we get started, she's like, so are we in like an unmarked white van? Am I getting it? (laughs) Where's the candy? (laughs) Meeting you in a parking lot where exactly? (laughs) Um, So this is a pretty fun new thing for me. And uh, it's a little chilly outside, but we seem to be warm with our coffee in hand. In fact... Erica brought us Kintour coffees to enjoy. We've now cheers for like the fifth time. And uh, we're going to have a great conversation. So without further ado, I just want to share and maybe have Erica just do like a little self-intro. But I am actually, you know, before I give you a self-intro, I'm going to say, so I actually met Erica through social media, Instagram, and found her business. And I don't remember exactly how I found it, but it was probably through other people because small business owners is what we do, right? We share people that we like. And there's this real great energy about Erica that I love, and um, I believe in childlike qualities in adults, and I think that it's something that needs a huge surge in our world today. And Erica is one of those people for me, and for many. Um, if you don't already follow her on social media, you will want to after this conversation. She's a ton of fun to watch, and uh, and I wanted her to come on and share, if not her whole story, parts of her story and how she got to where she is today. So um, I first met Erica in person in one of my buzz tours <laughs> a great way to meet somebody is to get them kind of buzzed right <laughs> so that would have been what 2021 or 2022 I think it was 2021 2021 yeah and uh, so we met in person of course they had a blast a really great time because it was a really fun business and uh and so here we are today sitting in the same van what a piece of history right here this is a full circle moment. This is a full circle moment. Woo! So, Erica, uh, tell the folks, who are you? Uh, what do you do? A little bit about you. Um, well, my name is Erica. I am the owner and founder of Baron Fox Apparel, which is a clothing company, um, which isn't groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record. Um, Baron Fox Apparel is cozy, comfortable clothing that you would wear to like the cottage, fishing, hiking, or just like having some beers around the campfire. It's made for people who are happiest outside. So it kind of goes back to that like childlike behavior that we've been chatting about this morning. Um, You don't have to be living van life. You don't have to be hiking mountains. You don't have to be like a survivalist to be outdoorsy you just have to get outdoors so that's like a huge part of the message behind Baron Fox is just get outside play enjoy it right even if it's just walking your dogs making a fucking snow angel whatever (laughs) whatever gets you through the day um I started my business in January of 2020 
great year to start a business. Mm. Um, managed to grow it to six figures in the first year, mostly because of social media, I would say. Um, I'm sure the pandemic also played a part of that, though. Everybody was home. Um, I've wrote a book. I have left my job to take Baron Fox full time. I have a podcast. I don't know. I'm just doing all kinds of shit. Like <laughs> just doing all the things. Yeah, you're doing all the things. I guess. And and I have to say, so Baron Fox clothing is like super comfortable, and I'm like big on comfort, especially like I was never a dress up kind of girl to begin with, like cozy comfort, especially when I'm outside. But especially through the pandemic, it was like get me my comfies. Yeah. For sure. And I think a lot of people felt that way, too. Still, I mean, like we're here in like leggings and a sweater, you know, like there's you can look like a slob in anything. <laughs> you can look like a slob in your three piece suit or you can look like a slob in your Baron Fox. You choose your own adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. And everything is an adventure with you, I do find. Yeah. Well, and it, it goes back to that, like playing and like, so I have two young kids. Right. So that I find having them around it really does you know push me towards that playfulness like I can either sit and watch them play or I can interact with them mm. um and like my childhood my mom was always out like catching frogs and turtles and you know we were doing all kinds of stuff outside as a family so now it's really cool that I get to do that with my kids and it's cool that they have an interest in that right like they don't want a Nintendo they want to go out to frog pond and go and get tadpoles and try to grow them to frogs and then the circle of life you know like they love that kind of stuff so. yeah and what you're doing allows you to combine your life as a mom with your life as an entrepreneur yeah for sure like there's a definite like crossover there yeah right yeah um which gets hard sometimes where I'm just like everything is content everything <laughs> is content and then you know to just actually shut that off and be like no, like we're allowed to just have like this memory for ourselves. We don't have to always be thinking about social media or always thinking about, oh, you guys, we're going to go to Frog Pond. You should put some Baron Fox on, right? Like it's really hard to like let that go and be like, you want to wear the unicorn dress? Sure, dude. Like, yeah. like, you know, but in my head, I'm like, oh, like even so we went and got our puppy, right? And mm -hmm. I'm like, you guys make sure you got your fucking Baron Fox on because like we're going to have to share this and then you know it, it was just like this weird moment for me of like they're allowed like no you're allowed to do things just as a family not yeah for social media but that's a really great point to bring up so like we'll talk about that quickly and then we're going to jump backwards a little bit but I think it's really important because especially as a small business owner Mm. everything gets very clouded, right? And you almost like the whole nine to five no longer exists in the world of entrepreneurship. So everything is sort of blended. So it can be really hard. So I think it's a really great point. And even if pe with pe those that are listening that aren't necessarily entrepreneurs and find themselves always feeling like they need to be creating the perfect picture. Yeah. Well, and I think like entrepreneurship and content creating influencing all of that is so blurred now mm -hmm. because people people buy from people right they want to see what's christine doing today oh like where are you going oh you went for coffee with a friend that has nothing to do with your business right but they like interacting with people that way yeah so i think it's it's just a very interesting dichotomy between like what's personal what's business and what's just for s's and g's yeah yeah, I have a lot of S's and G's. Yeah, same, <laughs> same. It's it's all it's all it's all. Uh, what do they say? It's all shits and giggles until someone giggles and shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so Erica, let's take, so I, I feel like I know you fairly well, but like, let's take people back. And I don't even know if I've heard your entire story, but, you know, Baron Fox obviously started somewhere. It started in the beginning of 2020. Uh, what a year for so many things. Yeah. But prior to that, like, what, you know, what was it that was the igniter of the Baron Fox? What got it all started? Oh, my God. That's a great question. Um, and it's such a cliche answer. I had kids. <laughs> um, I had Lauren and was still working at the medical clinic. And everything was all hunky-dory. Um, my husband gifted me a cricket for, I don't even know what, a birthday, an anniversary, whatever. And I just started making clothing for, like, bachelorettes. Like, I, I would call them, like, milestone gaggy clothes, right? Like, bachelorette shit. Um, and then I got pregnant with Freddie. And then after I had Freddie, I was still maintaining Critters Creations, which is like the worst name for a business ever. <laughs> um, and I was feeding him middle of the night. He was a terrible baby, like never slept. And so like, you're just like left alone in the dark with your thoughts. And I just started thinking like, this is insane that I haven't skipped a beat. I had a baby emergency C-section. I'm trying to heal. I'm trying to like nurture this baby who's a hellion and maintain this business and so then I thought I was like wouldn't it be cool if I had one image that got printed on a bunch of different things so I don't have to keep creating all of these new images and designs which is not groundbreaking this is literally like Nike right like yeah. put a fucking check mark on everything well and how do you make it something that's accessible for you something that can be consistent yes. that's easy for you to repeat but you can still attach passion to re to repetitiveness right yes. like there's still something there yes so then it started with maybe there would be a line in within critters creations but i hated my logo it was just like a a hedgehog doodle that I made on a napkin. That was the Critters Creations logo. <laughs> and I, it was cute, but like not something you'd ever want to like wear around. And like, what does that mean? Hmm. Right? Like when you go back to Nike and you think about the check mark, that check mark has so much behind it, right? Like that is done. Check. I did it. Right? Just do it. It all goes back to their incredible branding. So I was like, well, what would it be? And then you start falling down the rabbit hole of like, how are you going to figure it out? Um, I wanted it to be named after my kids because ultimately I wanted more time. Hilarious. You should start a business and want more time. Um, <laughs> it's an illusion all of us right? face, honey. All of us face that right? illusion. Yeah. Uh, so when I was pregnant with Lauren, we didn't know if it was a boy or girl. So we called her the cub. Aww. And then when I had Freddie, everyone very like organically gave him a bunch of fox stuff. So then I was like, Baron Fox, like, it's just named after my kids without it being, like, Low and Co or Lauren and Freddie or the Kerwin kids or, like, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, and then when Baron Fox started, it actually was wildly local, small town proud. And it was all about supporting our small towns. And then the pandemic hit. Everything was shop local. So that helped grow my business exponentially. But there was something missing in that. I wanted to start what I have now, like an outdoor lifestyle brand, but I was just so hung up on the branding and so hung up on the fact, like, I live in Embro. I don't live in the Muskokas. Like, how do I get across cottage country when I live in the dairy capital of the world? <laughs> right? Like, how do you get that? So that's been something that we've been, like, working on that I think we finally are really honing in on, on the branding. And Baron Fox is now three years. I'm in my fourth year now. 
starting to actually take shape to what I wanted it to be, mm. which is crazy. That's it, amazing, though. But like, but like, and for people that are watching or listening that haven't maybe seen some of the content you've put out there, I mean, now you're in all kinds of places, these outdoor spaces. So what I love is that I see you and who I assume are your friends going with you on weekend getaways. Yes. And you're naturally wearing Baron Fox attire. Yes. Yeah. So so this is part of the business that has grown. Like, we didn't start Baron Fox thinking this was what was going to happen. So we, I don't own a cottage personally, but we're always looking for these outdoor spaces to shoot content in that, again, is driving home that branding. So then we were going to Airbnbs, like renting Airbnbs, going for the weekend. And literally, I was like, Baron Fox will pay for everything. All you have to do is show up and wear it. And I own you. So <laughs> so if I say, <laughs> if, if I say, Christine, I need you in the black hoodie with this orange toque on the dock. Yes, sir. No problem. And it's great. And it sounds like a drill sergeant, but... <laughs> We are having drinks. Like, it is just a regular weekend, but when we see, like, oh, shit, the sun's setting over the dock. Okay, like, we got to get down there, and we'll get a couple awesome shots, take some videos, move on. It's great. So then we, you know, start kind of partnering with these Airbnbs, and now my photographer, Carolyn, and I are like, well, we could be charging for this service because we're giving them so much exposure. Yeah. So now that is, like, an alternate revenue stream of ours is where now – Airbnbs hire us to go and shoot content and we shoot some specific just for them that like Baron Fox isn't necessarily the highlight of it um, but they get exposure we get exposure it's great brand awareness um, and this I'm gonna call it like side step of Baron Fox has grown so much that now in September we're going on an all-inclusive fly and fishing trip in Nakina, Ontario, which is like 20 hours from here. Whoa. Trip of a lifetime. Like they got Northern lights up. There. Like it's incredible. Like I like get goosebumps thinking about it where I'm like, Oh, we just kind of stumbled into this. We let the business grow that way. Yeah. You know, and it is such a vast difference. But, but, but hold on a second. I want to highlight this because this is to me entrepreneurship at its core is that, you know, I talk to a lot of people, they're like, oh, I really want to do this thing, but I don't have the plan in place, or I don't have the money, or I don't have the ability, or I don't have anybody who can help me, or I don't have this. And they're trying to plan it for perfection. Yes. And, you know, my, the thing I often say to people is, listen, if you're, if you've got like an inner drive to do this thing, and it's connected in somehow to how you can help others and yes. how you can make an improvement in the world in some way, right? Encourage people to get outside, yes. right? And enjoy being outside. Like, yes. I think that's a really clear message for you. But um, that, that when you started this out, it wasn't a plan. It just sort of evolved into what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that's the important part too, is whether you're starting a business or you're doing something for yourself personally, Right it's okay to not know exactly what's going to happen because as a business, it will grow and evolve and change. And then you will find where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Right. You don't need to have all the answers from the get go. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's interesting to think what life was for me, like four years ago, like nine to five punch in the clock, you know, to now I'm like, Oh, I've, I have alleged flexibility in my schedule. <laughs> now I have unlimited holidays, right? Like, it's just really cool to kind of see where life takes you when you just 
let it happen. Yeah. Not yeah. suffocate it with planning. So, so like kind of on that note, um, I know from having run a small business for five years that unfortunately got eaten alive by the pandemic in tourism, but, um, as a small business owner, there are so many hiccups that you face along the way. And, you know, so many moments, like, and I'm sure maybe you can identify with this. Like, I know there were so many times that I was like, yes, I'm going to do this because my gut says, yes, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there are other times where I'm like, well, basically the last year of my business <laughs> was, was, okay, I think that I should do this. I'm going to do this thing. And okay, I'm, I think it, I think it, I think it, I think it, I think it's stupid. And then I go and do that thing. And then it doesn't work out. Uh And so I learned really quickly, well, initially in my business, learned really quickly and then fell into fear in the pandemic and then was like questioning everything and really in my head. Uh So there are many moments of gut direction and then brain direction. And almost every time the brain direction was wrong. Totally. So talk to me about maybe a time that you can think of or a couple of examples of something that you were trying to make happen, something that was gut inspired and you move forward with it. And then maybe if there's something that was head inspired and it didn't go so great, maybe there's a couple things there for you. Uh, well, <clears throat> we do everything ourselves, right? So it's myself and then Carolyn's my photographer. We do everything she like she's been there from day one we're essentially business partners especially in like the content creation aspect for these airbnbs we i fly the drone but she does all the camera work on her um canon or whatever she has so i had a thought of like we should just hire somebody to do the like the video because when we're at these shoots i'm coordinating right i'm helping i call the models but the bodies um i'm coordinating what they're wearing where they need to go what's going on carolyn's taking the photos i was like if we can hire somebody to shoot the video then that's like a little less off our plate it's going to be quality we didn't own a drone at the time so i was like we can get really cool drone shots like in my head i'm like yeah coming out from the fire and over the lake like i'm planning it in my head so we did hire and in my conversations like we signed the contract and then my gut immediately was like, it's not a good fit. Hmm. Erica, this is a huge mistake. But my head was like, no, Erica, you're freeing up this time. Pay. So I'm a big believer in pay the people to do what they're good at. Mm-hmm. Don't don't try and learn. Just pay them. And that ended in fucking bullets, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it it's not that he did anything wrong. It's just we weren't aligned in what we wanted the videos for. And they're just, yeah, it wasn't a great fit. So I really should have listened to my gut mm. since. And because I'm, I guess, a spiteful bitch. I went and bought a drone. <laughs> and now it's like trial by fire. Now I'm learning how to fly it. And now it is just back to Carolyn and I. But I feel like I have so much more control. Maybe I'm a control freak and don't know it. But I have so much more just... I can see what I want to put well, it's together. Well, cre- it's head. creative control. Like, yes. I wonder, too, because at the time, it sounds like at that time you made the decision, it was like, let's do this now. Uh, the timing is right. You yes. know, making all these brain decisions, yes. right, decisions in your head, and picked someone to do that thing. Whereas I feel like if you met someone who was on a creative plane with you, right, mm-hmm. was on a very similar vibe and could show you the work that they're doing and, like, you connect, Yeah. you know, it's like, 
maybe that would be a good fit. I'm, I yeah, don't... I don't know. And, like, I think part of it is I enjoy the, the social media creation. I, know, so I, I. I enjoy the reels. I enjoy, like, when we're at these shoots, I'm, like, my head sees. So, like, my family, like, we had a hunting TV show, too, right? And we did all the filming for ourselves. So my brain thinks that way. Yeah. I see the shot. I, I hear the audio. Like, I, that's how I think. Carolyn thinks in photos, and I think in videos. So, yeah, there was just such a disconnect between the videographer and what I wanted that, mm. yeah, my, yeah, my gut and my brain, man. Like, yeah. it was a great idea to try and, like, relinquish some control, but uh, in the end. It just didn't work out. No. So, you know, gut had the right sort of, in the end, the gut was right. And you feel good about that decision now. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm pretty non-confrontational. So, like, it was a really hard conversation to have to be like, Hey, Christine, the product you're you're giving me is not up to par. Yeah. And for them to also then be like, well, you're not giving me enough direction. Like it was just like miscommunication or misalignment. Um, and I think too, like my I like to think of my business as like a national business, right? Like I like to think of it as bigger than what it is because that's what I want it to be. Yeah. So I'm always pushing like you know, it's like what they say, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Yeah. That's the way I'm thinking about it. So yeah. to be like, I'm going to pay somebody, even if that's maybe not in my budget, but then it's going to like elevate the brand. It's going to make like the messaging so much better, so much more clear. And then when it got like muddied, I was like, what in the actual fuck? Yeah, what just <laughs> happened? Well, almost like that feeling too of like when businesses go more corporate and then yes. that that feeling of connection. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't know about you. Well, actually, I feel like I know this about you, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. So I'll say, because <laughs> we're very similar people in a lot of ways. So um, I find that for me, it's that creative that creativity inside of me. I can visualize it. I can see it. I know what the experience needs to, and the experience. Yeah. So it's about the experience, and it's about what that creatively looks like in in, in me. Mm -hmm. So to 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 articulate that to somebody can be very difficult to do. Yes. You know, like I'll sometimes have friends with me who are I'm helping me take stuff for a reel or a photo, and I'm always like, okay, put the camera here, put it on this feature, do this thing, and stand here and get the sun in the back. Like I'm very, I'm always creatively telling them sort of what to do yes. so I can appreciate that you know it can be that's something that not everybody has no and I think you have to be on like the same wavelength yes so very much so Carolyn and I like because she was there from day one so I think we've just grown together and how even just Instagram's changed right with reels that wasn't a thing in January of 2020 yeah right so for us to have grown together and learned together and have been shooting together for four years well and she did like my wedding like she, she's been my photographer forever we have the same vision mm. and then to try and articulate that to somebody without just sounding cliche like it's like cottage like think plaid uh campfires <laughs> like beer like to try and like articulate exactly what you want yeah because if you come out and you say playful fun they aren't necessarily getting what you like those are so vague yeah there's more descriptors in there than just that but that's an element of what you want right and yeah. then you're like but I don't want it to come off as fucking goofy because like it is like a baby right like I've, I've worked really hard to build Baron Fox what it is so yeah. then when somebody presents a project they've created and it doesn't hit all the elements it's just 
disheartening. Yeah, of course. So so let's take it back because I know that there are so the we've lived through a pandemic. Well, actually, I say often we've survived through yes. a pandemic. Yes. I know for me, I literally was living in fight or flight for almost that entire time trying to keep my business afloat, mm-hmm. coming up with all these different ways that I could engage people, you know, going from being a wine tour guide mm-hmm. who really was probably more than a wine tour guide. You know, like we had lots of fun and there was lots of engagement yes. and it was for me, that's what did it. It was the experience with people. Mm-hmm. And then we were in virtual land. and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so it was fight or flight for like three years. And I talked to so many people right now. Like now we're here on the other side of the pandemic. And the world feels super weird. Everything yeah. is really messed up. Yes. People are really looking to make changes in their life. But often, you know, need to just know that even though now they see, for example, Erica in this position in her business where she's kind of morphed into this business has morphed into exactly what you were meant for all along but maybe just couldn't articulate before mm-hmm. so how can what would how would you tell people to as even a person who likes control to just surrender and let go a little to lean in how have you done that and by like trial and fire I'm sure right I mean I think we can agree through the pandemic everybody was hunkering down yeah right and I remember through the pandemic being like we just have to persevere and like don't give up don't take your foot off the gas like go 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 because there's going to be life on the other side right and now we're on the other side and we're all fucking tired yeah we have been doing this for so long and now you're on the other side and now arguably in a recession there's inflation there's just life is chaotic and it's nothing's the same nothing is the same um I Todd and I talk about this a lot because he started we started the same day right Mm. January 15th 2020 Todd is the Kintour coffee fella who made the coffee beans that we are currently drinking in our cups right now yes um and we keep saying we're like okay so wait was that an ad placement Todd you owe me no I'm just kidding (laughs) I'll bill you uh so we we chat a lot about were the numbers in 2020 like an actual slice of the pie like should we look at the numbers from our first year and be like okay that's our baseline or were those great because the shop local vibe was so heavily jammed down everybody's throat or were those shitty because it was a pandemic I'm four years in and I'm still like I have no idea what months are good what months are bad because it just feels like life has just been in such turmoil mm-hmm. um I would like to say like just hunker down right like be a turtle, pull your, pull your limbs in, do what you can do, ride out the storm. But I know like there's all kinds of businesses that have been doing that for four years, right? One of my girlfriends has um, a business in Woodstock and she just went and got a job. Mm-hmm. Like her business is still open, but she's like, this is the first step yeah. of it not being open Yeah, because I have, I have waited. I've been riding this wave. Um, and every business is so different, right? Like my overhead is different than the overhead you had, which is o- different than the overhead she has, different from right. for coffee. So, I mean, I wish I had something super inspirational to say, but I think you do just have to go with your gut yeah. and see what is the best for you personally, mental yeah. health, financially, right? Like, yeah. Well, and I think like that's too, when I made the decision to close the buzz, I mean, without question, probably one of the hardest decisions oh, I've ever had to make in my sure. life, right? Um, and I miss it in a lot of ways. And in other ways, I feel like 
it was almost a, a trampoline for me. It yeah. was a springboard. Uh-huh. It was, you know, it was a place where I could rebuild my confidence as a person because I'd worked corporately prior to that yes. and wasn't in a great place, didn't work in a great environment, wasn't very like, you know, wasn't where I felt I really belonged or meant to, was meant to be. And then the business was like the springboard to get me out of that. And all of a sudden I was having all this fun and I was leaning into my gut and I was doing all these things that felt so good. And the business was growing so fast. And then boom, this pandemic hits and you're like, ah, just like what you said, you know, like basically like, you know, ground and find cover. Yes. But at the same time, hustle. It's only two weeks. It's only two weeks. And then it was like three months and then it was another three months. And it's like the hustle and the grind. It's funny because I like, I don't believe in the hustle and grind anymore like that Uh -uh. because I'm like, I took myself to a point where I was so burnt out and I'm still recovering from burnout that I now technically haven't been employed for two months Mm -hmm. or more than two months because I closed my business in the middle of December in 2022. And um, I'm just still, I'm just getting there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it takes a long time to recover from that. Totally. The burnout is real. Yeah. Right. Um, And it's. So one of our last like uh, Airbnb weekends away. So it was me, Carolyn and Jess from Jarful Refillery in Woodstock. Shout out. Um, <laughs> and so you think these weekends are going to be like recovery weekends, but they're working weekends. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but we had this moment. We had shot all day. We were at two Airbnbs that weekend. We were, we were at the next one. We had a fire going. We had just had supper. We're all sitting around having a couple drinks. And we all were just like staring at each other in silence and like I said, I was like, are we okay? And Jess was like, it's just been a long three years. And I was like, no shit. Like the recovery, the burnout, like we're all still feeling it. Um, and I don't know like how, like what steps to take to like be totally out of that recovery. Moment, yeah. Well, know? well, and I think like what you said already, I, th- I just everything in my gut says, just lean in, right? What do you feel? Mm-hmm. How do you want to do this? Yeah. You want to take a couple steps back? Do you want to get a part-time job to just uh-huh. have some income and not have to worry yeah. about what's coming in? You know, because being a small business owner is really, really stressful. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, for me, like I'm a single mom. So it's like everything that's coming in, I'm responsible for. Yes. Right. So there is so there is that element. But I think I think a lot of it is leaning in. What's right for me? How do I feel in my business and how much um, how much more am I willing to ride the line? Yeah. Until like there's a there's a cut for uh, all of us, right? There's a point where we get to in our business or in life where we're like, okay, you know what? I've taken a beating enough. I certainly hit that way before December of 2020. (laughs) 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 That was like the longest year of my life. I swear to God, it was so awful. Every like nothing went right that year. But now it's funny because now I'm in this place where I've left and I haven't been earning an income for a couple of months, and I I had like a little nest egg that was waiting for this. And I am leaning into trust a lot and faith that this feels good to me to sit and have conversations with people. This is what revives me. This is what allows us to connect because for that whole time we had no connection, Uh you know, connection was so limited. And when it was, it was virtual. So now it's like almost every chance I can get, if I can do an in-person interview, absolutely sign me up because Uh I want to connect with people as much as possible because my soul is missing that. Oh, for sure. Right. So like, I think that partly how we can recover is the first thing that's kind of like struck me in the last few months is, well, let's not pretend that it was like before. 
So I think that as human beings, we get so caught up in what we know and where we are. And then all of a sudden we're thrown into this new world, literally now, this new world. And most of us are trying to treat it like it was before, but it's not the same. And so we're finding ourselves, you know, we burn out faster. We get tired quicker. You know, like my social clock has less hours on it, right? Like all these things because we're sort of expecting we're going to go out there and it's going to be like before and it's not. So being okay with the fact that this is a different time and I'm just going to lean into whatever I, what feels right for me. Like no guilt, no, you know, I, I'm not going to feel bad because I don't want to go and do that social thing or I really want to do something like follow whatever that is for you. Yeah. I think like that leaning in with your gut is so important. You know, um, my husband and I, like we talk about it a lot, right? Like is Baron Fox a bajillion dollar business? No. Right. And there's costs that are incurred. Of course. Yeah. But you know, we sit down and I said to him, I was like, I'm kind of at the point now where I'm getting paid in opportunities, like uh, in abundance. And I'm like, and that's fucking cool. Yes. Right. Like I get to go and see Ontario and, you know, work for a little bit of money, but I get time away. No offense from you guys. (laughs) I get time with my girlfriends. I get to connect with people like you and, you know, Kyle and Terry and Nakina, Ontario. Like, I'm like, it is really cool. Like, we are granted these opportunities. And maybe that's more fulfilling to me than, you know, making a million dollars. Well, but 100%. But I think that that, like, it's funny because I've had this conversation of, like, what success looks like and what is fulfillment for you. And I think that we've been sort of led to believe that when we get the accolades and when we reach a certain number or dollar figure that we're, you know, we're accessing in our business or in the work that we do, that that's somehow going to make us happy. Mm-hmm. And that happiness is fleeting. It, it's like the instant. I mean, how many times for you, like I can talk, all the accolades I've had in my past, it's like you get to that moment, you're like, woo, you feel like you're on fire. And they're like, okay, on to the next thing. Like you don't even, that's not fulfilling. No. That's like, I, hey man, I did that thing. That's amazing. But in the everyday, how do I feel in the everyday? How am I fulfilled in that? So I think that there's such beauty because I think that um, our success should be self-defined. Yes. And that money does not equal success. I mean, how many people do you know that have loads of money and they're fucking miserable? Mm -hmm. Right? I know. I know. And it's like, yeah, you're miserable. But me over here, broker than a joker, and I am lo- I've never been happier, yes. truthfully. Yes. I have the flexibility that I can come into these unmarked vans for no candy. Still <laughs> waiting for the candy. Damn it. Next time I'll bring the candy. I forgot the candy. Still, like, I get to do that if my kids are sick. I don't have to stress out that I have to call into work and be like, hey, man, like, my kids are sick. I have to be at home. I can take my dogs for a walk or to the vet. I can go and get a massage so I don't look like an 87 year old woman <laughs> right like I'm I just have to take a step back and be like this is where I am happy yeah and you're taught that happiness is linked to money from a very young age right yes. and so it has taken 35 years for me to semi unlearn that there's still days where I'm like oh my bank account just has three letters in it <laughs> I owe you <laughs> Right. Like there's days where you're like, yikes, that sucks. But then then very quickly it turns around to just be like, oh, life is not that bad. And I get to do all this cool shit. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're we're uh, we we, Erica and I clearly you can tell we could talk all damn day. (laughs) 
uh, and we might just continue offline here, but I, I be, in closing in our conversation, because like we could talk all day, but we can't keep our listeners all day. So um, I just I hear a couple of really strong messages coming through and maybe you haven't articulated them yet, but that really you are leaning in. You are leaning into listening to your gut and you're following what feels good and that as much as you had a bit of a plan going into your business, like a loose plan, all these amazing things have happened because you've left yourself open to opportunity. And you're not like, I'm going to get into the business and here's my plan and this is what I'm going to do and I need to hit these marks. And if I don't hit these marks and that's it, like you're, you're flexible, you're bending and weaving and you're being faced with really cool opportunities. Definitely. And I've just recently heard, um, it was from Krista Sweatman's podcast, um, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Podcast Club. Mm-hmm. She was talking about Terry O'Reilly's book. And he said, um, it was something along the lines of like, what is your business actual, what, what are, what business are you actually in? Right. Just because I sell clothing, that's not the business I'm in. What business am I in? Getting people outside. Yeah. Celebrating the outdoors. Yeah. And as soon as like I heard that and I immediately was like, this is the answer. I was like, holy shit. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like I've been leaning in exactly. You said with my gut and it takes a long time and it's very scary. I don't want your listeners to think like, oh, that sounds like a walk in the park. It is terrifying. It, it is. is. It is the most satisfying thing and the most terrifying thing you'll ever do. Yeah, but actually, I believe that that sweet, sweet little combination is where fulfillment comes from. Because we are leaning into the things that just feel good. Instead of doing, I have done the things I was supposed to do, uh-huh. using air quotes here for those who can't see. I have done those things. And none of the things that I was supposed to do worked out well for me uh-huh. but every single time I have leaned into my gut and done something because it felt right like what I'm doing right now I'm hosting a podcast I'm not making a penny right I don't even make pennies anymore Christine. right <laughs> <laughs> that might also show my age <laughs> I'm not but, even making a nickel <laughs> right I'm not even making a nickel right but I and and, and people around me are like well but what, what are you gonna do and I'm like all the pieces are going to come together yes And it's hard to sit in that trust and faith some days because I am a single mom. There is a reality of the world around me, but I'm like, you know what? I am trying to unlearn everything I was taught by the world that told me the way that I'm supposed to be. And this feels better than anything. Uh So just in our closing, which I've already tried to close once, which we're like, we're not going to talk longer than 30 to 45 minutes. I'm looking at the clock and we're at like, "Mm." Oh, actually, we're at 37 minutes. Oh, we're doing great. Damn, girl. We're like in the mark. Look at us. We're so good. We didn't even know it. (laughs) But like, I I like how you just said that, though, is that, you know, you don't want listeners to think that it's just all easy and gumdrops and rainbows, right? Because it's not. It's not. You know, like I think some people paint this picture of like being an influencer or being a small business owner that it's so easy. It is consuming. It is consuming. But here's like, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I know for me... It's consuming, but there's such beauty that comes from it. It's a positive consumption. Yes. Right? Um, like, I could not imagine what my life would be without Baron Fox. Uh, in my brain, I cannot, I know it's not at a job. I have done many jobs, right? I know that that's not where I'm happy. That's not where I get fulfillment. I might be happy for a year and then I'm going to GTFO. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, I could not imagine just because Baron Fox has become such a daily part of my routine that, and there's days, weeks where I don't make a single sale. Yeah. Right. It's crickets online. (laughs) 
but I'm still happier than a pig in shit because I'm like, oh, I got to go here and I got to do this and I got to come sit in this unmarked van. Like, <laughs> like you, I think part of it is twisting that narrative too. You yeah. can lean into the negative or you can lean into the positive and be like, you know what? Life isn't that bad. Find what makes you happy and do those well, things. I'm so glad you said that because my next question was going to be, when you have those really hard moments, because I know they exist, mm. many of them, like ugly tear cries, uh, like they happen a lot. So what do you find yourself saying to yourself? How do you respond to yourself? Or what's your process like that when things come up that are really hard? It's a really good question. I truthfully go for a walk. I have to leave the house because my house is where all that ugly happens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sitting in my office and seeing like shelves and shelves and shelves full of clothes stresses me out. I like to see empty shelves, mm -hmm. right? To me, an empty shelf is a successful day. Um, so I just like take the dogs. We'll go for a walk through the bush. And that's where, and I'll just talk to myself, right? And be like, okay, this is what's going on. This is what's so shitty, but this is what's so great. Right. Um, and sometimes it's something as simple as like you're going on a fly and fishing trip in September. Your business is granting you that opportunity. Oh, uh, you're able to X, Y, Z with your kids. You're able to whatever. Um, a lot of times it is talking to myself. Uh, my husband is also an entrepreneur, but in like a totally different field. So he doesn't totally understand that. Mm. Talking to him does not help. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in the best way possible. Um and then I would also say it's like finding kindred spirits, whether it's online or your sister or whoever, and yeah. having someone to talk to to be like, hey, I'm having a shitty day. Yeah. Or to be like, hey, are sales like really sucking lately or is it just me? Misery loves company and sometimes you just need to talk it out. Yeah. Yeah. And with people that you can trust too. Like I find not everybody is willing to have those conversations or yes. be honest with those, yes. but to know your people for yes. sure. Um, and just, again, as I, I keep saying, as we close out this show. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Right. Um, I, I, you recently wrote a book. Yes. And um, do you want to tell our listeners, just like give them a quick recap of what that book is all about. And it's basically everything we've talked about today. Interesting. Um, so it's called My Part-Time Life. And it is just a long list of jobs I've had that led me to entrepreneurship. Um, every chapter, I don't even want to say chapters, um, but every job has a lesson mm. that I've taken with me into creating Baron Fox. And it was actually very fun to write because I didn't realize the lessons I was learning from all of these jobs until I actually sat down and started putting pen to paper. Um, there are, I don't want to say tips and tricks, that sounds gimmicky, but there is just like some notables in there I guess about how I grew my business so if you're thinking about doing it um, it just has some ideas in there that maybe will work for you and it's just basically like you can go your own way like Fleetwood Mac style you can go yes. your own yes. way go your own way totally right <laughs> yeah. and I think it's scary yeah it's scary it's shit that we don't talk about in high school it's shit that people don't talk about now um that I talk about for like 150 pages. So, 
That's awesome. Yeah. But I think that vulnerability is a big part of that. And, yes. you know, being okay with being a little vulnerable. And, you know, that's a really something I like to talk about a lot here because I think people aren't having conversations. They're not saying the things out loud because they're worried about what people are going to think. Uh-huh. And what's that person going to say about me? And uh-huh. the truth is, you know what? They're going to fucking talk anyway. Yeah. So you may as well just do whatever the hell you want to do. Totes. And move forward. Maybe take some tidbits out of Erica's book. And uh, and maybe out of the chapters that we have here in this podcast, in uh-huh. Erica's podcast, which that is just an invitation for me to say, um, you know, when listeners have listened to this and they want to follow along for more, how do they find you? Where can they where can they find you out in the world of Instagram and all the things? Uh, so my bread and butter, I live on Instagram at baronfoxapparel.ca, also TikTok, Facebook, uh, my website, baronfoxapparel.ca, because we are proudly Canadian. Yeah. Uh, so you can get my book there. You can get my book anywhere you can order online, and you can listen to Drinks With anywhere where you can get your podcasts. Amazing. And her and Erica do the, I mean, her and Erica. <laughs> I'm looking at Erica. Erica and Todd. Todd would be like so disappointed that I called him Erica. Sorry, Todd. He will be so pissed. But Erica and Todd uh, have a really awesome podcast called Drinks With, uh, which I was on a number, uh, last year, I think it was, I came to chat yeah. with you guys. Uh, that was when I thought that the dream of the buzz was going to continue. Funny how things have changed in a year, right? Eh? It's crazy about how things change so lean, fast. Lean into it, yep, man. Yeah, lean in, baby. That's what I'm doing. So I just want to thank you, Erica, for coming and chatting with me today, for meeting me in the unmarked van. Yeah, and thanks for not murdering me. <laughs> well, it's not. I'm not out yet. So. <laughs> Next time I'll bring the candy. Do you have a couch in the back? <laughs> Can you help me get the couch? Are you? Would you say you're about a size 14? <laughs> Come on. But it's been so great to sit and chat with you. I love when we get a chance to connect, which is not often in person, but, but it's, it's always, always so great. And, you know, for our listeners, there are a lot of little nuggets in this conversation, and I hope that you lean into them. And I hope that you find something in it for you. You know, not every one of these conversations is going to be for you. Not every little nugget's going to be for you. But there's something everywhere for you to pick up. And like Erica said, there's lessons in everything that we experience. So take the lessons, lean in. Enjoy the ride, seek fulfillment, and create whatever definition of success that it is for you as you wish. Have a great day and thanks so much for joining us here. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'd like to invite you to hit the subscribe button on this podcast so you'll be notified when the next one drops. And if you like this episode, please leave a review as it will help others to find this message. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at It's Me, Christine D. Or if you'd like to connect about being a guest on the show or talk to me about speaking engagements, please visit It's Me, Christine D. Thank you again, and I'll see you next time.